Good evening, Bill. Good evening, Stanley. Hello, listeners, to yet another episode of the BS Car Guys podcast. We are delighted to have you with us this evening or yes, this morning or this whatever time you might be listening to us. And, you know, wh- wherever you're listening, for, uh, listening to us, because, you know, we have international listeners and we have an international person with us today. We have the international salesman of the of the millennia. Mr. Mr. Bill, who just returned from France and is going to tell us about all the things in France. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I just got back from a trip and um, went to see some friends in France. And um, of course, you have friends in France. Yes, and of course, I um, spotted some cars while I was over there because uh, you do that. Um, you know, I am sure that if I had been talking to people who live there all day, every day about every car that I was nerding out over, there would probably be some raised eyebrows like, dude, that's a pretty common, terrible car. Like that's nothing to be excited about, but because we don't have them in the U S right. You just, you get excited over the stuff you don't have. Um, So I'm sure somebody, a car guy from France might come over here and be like, Sweet, a Chevy Lumina, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. that's how that's kind of how it was. And uh, when when we were when I was in Japan, um, you know, all the cool Japanese cars that's out there that you know I'm uh, just my jaws dropping over for you know all the time and everything. And the cars that they wanted was a Pontiac Grand Nam. Or, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Just yeah, weird like, stuff. It's like the grass like, is always green, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Forbidden fruit is a thing in every country, but uh, yes. our purpose. What well, we intended to talk, uh, we're gonna so we're gonna talk about Bill and his uh, French adventures. Are you French now? Because I mean, you were over there for like three weeks. Okay, so a no, I'm not French, and two, I was over there for like ten days, not three weeks. Ten days, three weeks, same thing. I, I'm American. I'll exaggerate all the time. Um, it's well, what listen, we that, here. Th- that's a fascinating <laughs> thing in and of itself because I did have some conversations with some folks while I was there. Um, so, so my friends that live there, they do some like uh, English as a second language teaching. And so one of the things like while I was there hanging out, like, hey, let's do some ESL. So I got to go to a couple of classes and talk to some French speaking native folks. And um, one of the things that's always like a common uh, thing that I can talk about with them that that is always surprising to French people is just how little vacation time we get and take in America. Because uh, yes. they like five weeks, no questions asked, and they take it with it. Like it, it is frowned upon if you do not take all of your time, and they can take Absolutely. all five like one time if they want to. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I spent a little bit of time out of the country, but uh, and it, especially when you get to Europe, the 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 attitude about work and uh, and and how work they don't let work interfere with life. Is a thing that you know what I mean. Let's it, talk about a two-hour lunch break. Exactly. I mean, I get a generous lunch break. I almost told on myself. <laughs> uh, I get a generous lunch break. Yeah, like you, <laughs> uh, Stanley. There's a difference between get, get and take, son. Yes, 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 yes. There is. But yeah, we're also going to talk about uh, nuggies or nuggets, as uh, the, the, the term was introduced to me by Mr. Bill. Uh, do you want to give a loose definition of what a, a nugget is, or did we do that already? Did we do that already? Well, I mean, we we touched on it in another podcast, like kind of setting up this premise. But you know, basically, a nugget is any subcompact cool car, right? Yep. Like the yep. the closer it can come to fitting in the back of a Mini Cooper, the better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, so, that's uh, like exaggeration, but like realistically small car cool car yeah so seeing how this is a new term for me and maybe a new term for y'all i don't know exactly what a nugget is or uh 
That's why our daughter would say, and uh, the people in her generation, a nuggie. Because, uh, you know, <laughs> nugget is too hard to say. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm a, we're going to talk about that, that genre of car. I like that word, the genre of car a little bit. And um, talk about some some nuggets that that we find very interesting. Bill has a list probably of 377 of them. Well, <laughs> um, I did. Um and I have that list at home, but I don't have that list with me on the road. Um, but well, but I, I, you know, basically my list was every car manufacturer that has a has cars for sale in the U.S. today. Mm-hmm. Basically, the smallest car they offer. That was going to be the list we talked about. Well, I kind of look at me doing non-bill thing, uh, bill things. I went a little old school. And I was going to ask you, was that was that small. a nugget? Yeah, very, very, very small. But it's before we get to that, you always have a, a pick from a bringer trailer or yeah, uh, or uh, uh, cars and bids. So let's let's talk I'm about that before we screen. get to there. Um, if it'll let me do this here, okay. And I actually have a pick from a car sales website too that I saw that is very cool. Okay. Right. So can that is you... me. You're you're sharing me. Okay. I guess your screen is me. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It is on my tablet. Okay. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna minimize you here. We're doing some weird person in person things right now. <laughs> Sorry about that. I tried to make you go away, but instead you got full screen again. First of okay. all, I never go away. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to put baby in the corner. Okay, so my first pick is, so I actually have like two this week, and you'll see why I have two, which I know kind of breaks the rules. Um, I know that. What rules? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> This is 2001 Subaru Impreza 2.5 RS six-speed. However, it has been swapped because WRXs are Legos with an EJ207, which is basically came from a JDM STI. Uh-huh. So this is like legit JDM goodness, but left-hand drive. That took a lot of efforts, probably. Yeah, that is sweet. I mean, I, when you first showed the picture of that, I was like, oh, I remember test driving that car. And then you started talking and scrolling down. I was like, I definitely did not test drive that car. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this thing may, I mean, it may sell for like sub 20. I don't know what the reserve on it is, but it's got two days left on it. And it's only at $11,777. And if you don't get the uh, 777 reference from Colin McRae's rally car, then you don't deserve to own a WRX. All right, so so that's my pick. Like, it's a solid, it's my pick. It's the one I would have that's on sale currently on Bring a Trailer. But uh-huh. I do have a runner-up. And this almost my pick. And this is a 2005 Subaru WRX STI, but it's got a oh, 2 chain nice. That, that has is nice. a Supra engine in it with a full turbocharger so it's a wrx it's been converted to rear wheel drive um with a big turbo big single turbo 2jz from a supra who thinks of doing that geniuses that's one of them things that you get that you never do we do we do do we want that do we need that we don't need that but that stormtrooper out. Of course, the it link will be in, uh, in the description. The the link will be in the description, so y'all you guys can check it out as well. Um, so, anyways, so now you see why um, I can have two because they're both WRXs. Uh, technically, uh, yeah. they're STIs, but in differing fashions. Oh, I see what you did there. You know, yeah, I see what you did. There, one has the heart of an STI, and the other one has the skin of an STI. So yeah, I see what you did there. Mm-hmm, yeah, 
So I have a, a, a little bit of a pick myself. All right. Well, let me um, stop sharing. And there you go. Cool. We'll do your. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do my little share thing real quick. Um. Excuse me. Ooh. I apologize. I'm over here. Uh, burping and things into the microphone. I did not want to do that. Where did my pick go? Oh, there it goes. We, we didn't actually hear the burp. Oh, oh, I apologize. Um, so my pick, if you would allow me to, if I could make this thing work. Can you see that? Ooh, yes, I can. So the car on the screen is a 1976 Toyota Corolla. Oh, this, yeah. pick, this pick was inspired by one Mr. Mark. Uh, it, is, it has 1.6 liter uh, four-cylinder five-speed manual. It is pineapple yellow. Uh, has a Pioneer system in it. Uh, I dig it. I forgot this car existed. And where are the pictures? I, I forgot this car existed, and I was talking to uh, Mark, and uh, I thought, yeah, I remember that. That is a great little car. That, sir, is, is... That is a what? That is a nugget. And that's why I picked it. All right, so this starts our nugget discussion, because that qualifies as a nugget, right? Yes. Absolutely. Um and like I said, I I went up, I did a little a few build things this uh, this time, and I um, and I I went a little old school sometimes. So seeing how you uh, forgot your your homework at home, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the dog ate my homework. So uh, I'm a I'm gonna go down my list a little bit, and then um, seeing how I have my list. And you tell me, and we can talk about some of the nuggets that I remember well, or, uh, or um, yeah, that I, I, I am fond of. How about that? Sounds like a good plan. All right, cool. So first car on the list was that 76 Toyota Corolla, uh, because that's the newest car on that list, because I forgot it existed. And uh, obviously the that already required. the oldest car on the list. No, it was the newest car that I added to the list. How about that? Oh, oh, I got you. Like newest okay. to be added to the list. Yes, 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 it is. Um, here, I was about to be like, "Dang, Stanley, you got some old cars." I do have a couple old cars, cause you know what they don't sell nowadays in America? Subcompact cars. Evidently, you know how many? That's a, that's the trivia question this week. How many subcompact cars are sold due in America in 2022? There you go. Mm. That's my trivia question. Right. You so, get one guess. Cars. One guess. Um, Forty-eight thousand. No, just in just 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 the just, uh, uh, models. How many different models of some oh, 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 models. Uh, I, I, I misunderstood the assignment. Um, I'm sure I'm not the first uh, uh, person to hear that. Number of models on sale. I don't know, man. Um, Twelve. Eight. There are eight new subcompact cars you can buy in America today. Eight. I might disagree with that. I might classify well, something subcompact that's actually probably not subcompact. You, well, you know, we blur lines. We make up rules all the time. This is, we Dr. Strange this thing. If you if you've seen the movie, you'll get it. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie yet, so stop talking about it. Good, I've no, been in France. I'm sure it opened in France. You had you had an opportunity, but anyway, let's go to this list. Um, and I'll even tell you why the card stood out to me. BMW 318 Ti. Too big. Do you remember that? Yeah, the hatchback. Yep. How is that too big? I'm just kidding. It was the smallest, 
It's a three series, so I feel like it's too big. It was a three series in the nineties, and it was the smallest car that they built. I know that's why I'm gonna I'm gonna let it slide because it was tiny. It did have a very short wheelbase. I I I have always had like a love hate um, thing for that car. Like it, I wanna like it. I wanna think it's cool, but I also know in my heart of hearts that it's kind of ugly. Oh, it is absolutely ugly. The reason why it stands out to me is because that car came out around the same time I, I, I went in the Marine Corps, and that was the only new BMW that I could purchase. I didn't say afford. I said I could buy it. <laughs> yes, you really couldn't afford the BMW you did purchase. Uh, correct, and that was all of 10 years older. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, that car was it was it was one of them cars that was a little ugly. It was a little ugly, but it was still had a BMW on it. So it was probably not the best. It was probably it was not the best BMW, but uh, it was small. It was compact. You know, I like small cars. So I like it. Good pick. Um, we're gonna we're gonna change decades a little bit. Uh, BMW 2 Series, new BMW 2 Series, nugget or not nugget. I would say a nugget. I mean, like the 135i was more of a nugget. Absolutely. The two's a little bigger. But I just, in fact, just an hour and a half, two hours ago, walking from the parking garage to the hotel, I I walked across the street in front of an M2 competition. And Mm. it's, it's borderline too big to be a nugget. But... I'll let it pass because it was on my list too. So yeah. I think two series is is a pass, but just barely. Okay, so I'll I'll and, I'll, and I'll tell it. you my I'll, logic. I'll tell you my logic. What's that? I will I will let a new mini on the list. So if I let a new mini on the list, technically I have to let a two series on the list because they're basically that's, the same size car. That's what I was about to say because I was going to say the sedan over the coupe. And my logic was, if a Mini makes it on the list, then the two series sedan makes it on the list because it's the same chassis. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, look, I, I have the same train of thought, man. I'm right there with you. Okay. Um, 1995 Hyundai Accent. Yes. I love the bubble. Yep. Uh, it was uh, the reason I made the list. Uh, it was the first new car that I thought I could buy. Because when they first came out, the car payment was $99 a month. And <laughs> you know what's amazing about that car is there's probably still like 30% of them still on the road. Yeah, somewhere, somewhere. Uh, and then my, my friend CJ had one and we put speakers that probably should not be in that car and tried to be stupid loud all the time. Uh, <laughs> that's the goal. All right. Uh, so what this, you got? All right. Uh, this car has been on the list before, uh, on a different list. It is uh, 19 late 80s Isuzu Ibark RS, aka Isuzu Gemini. Sure, absolutely. That's a nugget. That's a cool car. All right. That car on the list because uh, I thought they were cool, and and we had a I had a friend in Japan who scared the living crap out of me. And one like in the first month I was there, which was my introduction to introduction to sport compact cars, pretty much. <laughs> um, Ford Escort GT. That's what another term. I'm gonna say it's a little too big. Hmm. Why? At the time, it was the smallest car that Ford built. It was the subcompact. Or was it a compact? I think it was no, a compact. Was, I don't think it was a subcompact. No, it the was Fiesta, not the smallest car. The Fiesta would have been the smallest as a subcompact. So, like, oh, I'll right. let a Fiesta ST on the list, but I may, I mean, as much as I like a, an Escort GT, but I just think it's too big. Look, mm, I'll tell no. you, I'll tell you, there's some real narrow margins, and and. I, I honestly, I think that that there's probably some eagle-eared listeners out there who 
would probably call me out on some stuff. But there's some some cars, like let's talk about this for a second. Okay. Nineteen eighties Honda CRX. Nugget? Yeah, that should be on a nugget. That... Right. Right. Because it's it's super small. Yeah. And then if I go into the nineties, if I think about like a four-door Honda Civic like HX sedan, that's too big. In my but mind, it's just but oh yeah, because but but I would almost consider like the DX hatchback as almost a nugget because that was the smallest version of that car. Nope, Del Sol. The Del Sol. Oh yeah. See two seats. Uh, two seats. I, it's tricky, right? It's tricky. It's I'm telling you, it's a hard. Uh, I don't know why. I mean, nobody else probably thinks about this sort of thing. But like as I tried to process these models, like there's some real weird overlapping gray areas um you know where i don't know i kind of want it to be a nugget but it's not a nugget and i don't know man it's it's tricky like right. i would probably I, let like a 1980s 325e bmw on the nugget list because they're pretty small little two doors yeah yeah and then, you know cars back then were smaller so i mean yeah i don't know all right, let's talk about another new one that's on my list. Fiat 5 A-Bars. Fiat 100%. That car is not on my list because I tried to stay away from things that I knew you would pick. I figured you would pick because you have a list of 397 cars. I tried to do some things. Again, I tried to pick some cars that you didn't pick. Um a car that's on my list that you just said that that goes right into that same thing and you can tell I'm saying it so we can talk about it at the same time Ford Fiesta ST yeah definitely a nugget um, why don't those two cars still exist that's the question that's a <laughs> well, great really, there's, yeah, look, there's a ton of there's a ton of subcompact cars okay so this this gets us to the France conversation right there there were so many cool two-door hatchbacks or three-door hatchbacks whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. running around europe you know there's renault twingos and volkswagen ups and fiat pandas and there's all these cool little three-door hatchbacks that we don't get in the u.s and it got me to thinking about um like really that the era of small cars in the u.s is kind of over i mean there's still a few but for the most part there's not yeah. a lot of really small practical cars on I, I, 100, I 100% agree with you. I had to uh, go on a car uh, buying expedition, which we've talked about a couple of times, and I wanted to find uh, the, essentially the least expensive new car on the market that I can buy, which is not inexpensive anymore. Uh, right. <laughs> um, and it wasn't a whole that. They, there are companies who advertise them, but they you can't find them, especially nowadays. So, and then and then before then, they, you would rarely kind of see. They would sit on the lot forever before you know pandemic times. But people just don't buy them. We got fat. We want our cars to be bigger and taller now. And you know, they uh, what what Ford did uh, when like what what Ford is doing right now. I mean the 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 Maverick is their subcompact car and compact car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's a crossover pickup truck. So yeah. that got me to thinking when it comes to, because the Maverick was on my list. So I don't know if the Maverick is technically a nugget or not, but it's about as close as Ford can get right now. Okay. Uh-huh. So, and and this brings me back around to what, what I was thinking about when I was in France. Like we don't have, we don't have small cars that are, subcompacts or little nugget cars in the u.s that are also practical cars so if if, Ooh, if i think point. about it the cars that we have in the u.s that are like those little cars are almost always geared towards like fun stuff so like yep. a miata or a brz yep. you know yep. they're smaller cars but they're more sporty cars they're yep. not practical little hatchbacks i mean even like a volkswagen gti or a golf r in a three-door configuration, I would definitely call that a nugget, even though it's like pushing it. But you really yeah. only see four doors. Uh, it would be an American nugget at that point because that's the smallest we can go. It's a supersized American nugget. Yep. 
because you know everybody want big nuggets when you go to McDonald's or uh, better uh, to go to uh, Chick Chick Fil A. Uh, Chick Fil A. So all right, let me ask you this. Then. So if we're talking about supersized American nuggets, would you consider a two door Wrangler or a two door Bronco a nugget? Because to me, a four wheel no. drive nugget would be like a GMC Jimny, but we don't get the Jimny. So the closest thing we get is a two door. Hmm. I see your logic in there, but in that same logic, uh, a Jeep Wrangler, a two door Wrangler would be the same thing. Would fit That's in that what category. I just said. That's what I just said. Oh, a two -door I, th Wrangler, I thought you said Bronco. I said both. I said or. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you did. Um, uh, okay. That's my bad hearing, but. I mean, I guess because, and then the other part about that is, how often do you see the two-door variant of those things actually driving around? Yeah, I mean, it's a good question. I, I have seen a few because I, I try to look for them, but they are certainly more rare than four-doors. And you also four hang out on trails and in the woods sometimes, and Maybe. I would imagine you would see those out there more than you see on Maybe. the street. Maybe. Okay, and, and a two-door Defender would fit into that category too, right? Yes. That would be a very expensive nugget. That would, that would have, the, that's like a nugget, nugget with Szechuan sauce on it. A gourmet <laughs> nugget. Gourmet nuggets. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I got one more Ford. Um, this one is kind of kind of an offshoot because it's not official. It wasn't an official production car, but it was built with some factory money. Uh, Ford Shogun. Do you are you remember that? I remember the Shogun. I thought you were going to say like the RS two hundred. Uh, how about the um the Ford Ka? Right, that's another. Oh, I remember that car. It didn't, but the, again, so that car didn't kind of say. Yeah, um, that little car was cool. I'm think, oh man, I'm remembering the picture of that car. Too right, I think you could in Europe. I'm remembering that car, the picture of that car on a motor week and stuff. Forbidden fruit. Why did we never get the Ford Puma? The Puma, uh, dude. Like the Puma. Yeah. yeah. That car would have, well, it would have been ideal for me. But anyway. Um, so, uh, it, the, the most recent version of the Ford car ran through 2021. Really? Yeah, yeah, wow. they stopped. Yeah, three three door wow. hatchback or five door hatchback through twenty twenty one. First wow. year was nineteen ninety six through twenty twenty one. It got a little bigger. It went from city car, which is smaller than subcompact, to subcompact. Yeah. Um. All right. So here here's another. Let's 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 see if this qualifies. Um. Dodge Neon RT. No, I'm going to say it's too big. The if, two I door, a, if I can't let a four-door Civic in there, I can't let a Neon in there. Because here's the difference. A four-door Civic versus a two-door Civic was an actual difference in length of chassis. But I think uh -huh. a two-door Neon and a four-door Neon were the same chassis, just a, a big, big door version. So. I'm, I'm gonna look it up, but I don't think so. I could, cause I wanted to buy that car, but uh, what was his name? Ronnie, he, and he had one, and that was the car to go buy, cause that was the car Marines could afford back then. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, was the convertible, the two, the, the Ford Sport car, really weird little car. Had to look it up. Couldn't remember. They even made a rally version of the car. Why didn't we ever get? I am. I'm looking up how how long the neon was, was while we uh put, when we pulled this up, but um I'm also all right, I'm gonna go down this list a little bit more. I would still buy probably a neon with the, with them ugly stripes on it. I think I would do it just just to be different. I bet there's not even any for sale. Well, they can't be any still left alive. Oh, you know what? You kind of just talked about this. You was talking about the um. The the golf. What about the VW Rabbit? Yeah, hundred percent Rabbit. Yeah, sure. the Rabbit's on there. Um, and then we're gonna go a little old. 
Uh, one of the quintessential, in my mind, cars that stood out to me when you first started bringing this up about super small cars were, is smart cars. Datsun 510. Oh, yeah, for sure, Datsun 510. I thought you was going to say smart car. Uh, no, I knew you were going to bring up smart car. That's why I didn't say nothing about smart cars. Uh, Datsun 510, uh, everybody loves that car. That car is so cool. It should come back uh, somehow, some way. I wanted to buy my... If it came back, it would be way too big. That's the problem. Yeah, they would make. They would want to make it big. Didn't Nissan uh, have a concept of that a couple of years ago? It did. Yeah, it was. It was. It was the hotness. I wanted yes, them to build it. All right, and my last two cars on my list, and these, I'll save these two for last because these are my two favorite. They're two completely different kind of cars, and they're on the list for two completely different reasons. And the first one is the Mazda MX-3. Do you remember that car? Yes. That's a good the pick. Ma the Mazda MX-3 with the 1.8 liter dual overhead cam V6. I mean, that was a cool car. I think it's probably a little on the big side for a nugget. How? How? It was, was a cool car. It it was a micro machine car with a micro V6 in it. Come on. It just seems like it was a little big, man. For for Nugget. I don't know. I, I don't know. I have to think on that one. I, I can't make a judgment call. All right. So, so you've been the Nugget Master. Undefined category. And the last car, all right, that car was on the list because it had the 1.8 liter dual overhead V6, and I thought that was the coolest thing on the planet because it was little and small and very, 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 very different. But uh, here, it, uh, oh, actually, I have an honorable mention. I just thought about it. 1989 Volkswagen Cabriolet. Too big. Wow. I don't know. I just said, well, you just want to be, you just want to. I feel like that was a big bulky car. I just feel like it was a bulky car. It, it was not. It was not. Why did that car make the list? You better know why that car made the list. Because it was in every 80s movie? No, because it was in one particular 80s movie. I think it was in all the of them. I'm talking about one particular 80s movie that somebody got that was trying to get their driver's license. What's the name of the movie? What? I don't know. License to Drive. Oh, you're older than me. I didn't know that one. Oh, my God. Dude, that's one of the movies that's a car movie that's not a car movie because it's about a dude trying to get his driver's license. And end up, he ended up getting a girl in the end, and she drove a white first wagon cabriolet and i think her name was mercedes interesting well you know so here's one of the things that got me thinking about these cars i mean obviously going okay. to france I saw a lot of them but you know toyota has recently released that they're bringing the gr corolla to the states okay not the gr yaris which is the car we all need um I'm not mad at the Corolla, but we differ. Go ahead. <laughs> well, the Corolla is the same drivetrain and the same horsepower, basically, but yeah. in a heavier car, a bigger, heavier car. Uh, but the, you know, they, they turned the volume up a little bit on the on the on the on the powertrain. Smidge. That's all it takes sometimes, just a smidge, so, just a smidge. So anyway, so that kind of got me thinking about like three-cylinder cars and the performance you could possibly get out of three-cylinder cars and just how popular that engine is in the rest of the world, but not so much in the U.S. because we need more motor because we weigh more, whatever the situation is. But anyway, so, and then going to France and seeing all these cool cars, but, you know, Japan really has the K-car, like the, oh, yeah. the subcompact down path because they yep, go absolutely. all the way down to K. Like, subcompact is a big car in Japan. So I thought I would name some of my favorite Japanese K cars. Uh huh. Now, obviously, the old school stuff is all fun, um, like all the stuff from the what was the Nissan 
uh, what's the name of the plant where they made all the 50s looking cars in the 90s, like the uh, uh, figure and, and the, uh, um, uh, my brain's going blank on me. But you know what I'm talking about, all the cool little Nissans. So, but, but anyway, so there's the Honda S660. That's a cool yeah. car. Yes. The AutoZam AZ1. That's a cool car. Uh, I think our boy Doug Demiro reviewed one recently. Oh, I have a I have a question for you about uh, Doug, and uh, but we'll get there. Go ahead. You have a question for me about Doug? Yeah. You see? Did you see Doug's lecture? Yeah. See the that, Suzuki Outro Turbo RS. Are you familiar with this car? No, I'm not. You, you need to Outro? Google. Yeah, the Suzuki Alto. So it's like A L T O turbo it's, it's like a new car you need to you need to look at that thing it's cool okay i'm looking i mean it's only got 63 horsepower but it's cool your definition of cool needs to be reworked <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk about it we need to define your definition of cool but that car is a micro yes it is is micro right the suzuki cappuccino all these like really cool little um oh the pal that's the nether nissan that one's my favorite from that that plant is the pal you know you know the nissan pal um i google i'm googling it now too um i, I was looking for i would 100 percent drive a nissan pal i'm surprised you didn't say uh, the 1958 suzuki suza light ss that uh, is kind of cool looking. The pal. Yeah. Oh, see now I'm now now I'm over here looking back through things that uh, I I remember seeing in Japan, uh, like the Honda Beat back in the day. Yes, the so Altos. The, the Altos, the older Altos, were way better than the new Altos. I will say that one hundred percent. They're both pretty uh, cool. Um. Cars that I didn't bring up because I figured you would bring this up, so I didn't bring it up on purpose. Was the Geo Tracker? Is that a nugget? Yeah, yeah, that's that's for sure. Yeah. What about the Daihatsu Rocky? Remember yeah. that one? Yeah, the Rocky's a little big, but if I let a two-door Wrangler on there, I gotta let the Rocky on there. Yes, you do. Yes, the one hundred percent, one hundred percent do. Oh man. Those those cars are uh, Daihatsu. That, that that company still makes cars. You know that? Oh, for sure. Hey, speaking of companies making cars, um, I saw a car in France that I'd never heard of before, and it was a brand I'd never heard of before, and it was a brand new car. What? Yeah, that's right. A brand um, all-electric EV on sale in Europe that I'd never heard of before. What car was it? It's a car called, the company is called Airways, and the model is the U5. I think I heard of the company Airways on an auto week uh, but I had no idea what it was. What it was, they just said something about it. What it looked like? It looks like an SUV. Um, because okay. I guess it technically is an SUV. Um, everything's it, an SUV nowadays. Everything's an SUV nowadays. It's pretty straightforward in its design. It looks, to me, it looks kind of. Kona-esque, uh, Hyundai Kona. Um, it's, it's got a high belt line, so it appears to be like a bigger SUV than what it really is. Uh-huh. Very nice interior. Materials felt good. I got inside of it. You know, build quality seems Tesla-like. Um, so, Airways is a Chinese car company. 
Um, they they have been selling cars. I think they've been in business since 2017, if I understood the guy correctly that I spoke with. Um, they had a they had like a showroom um, in in a mall that I went into in France. And when I saw them, I was like, I don't know what that car is. I'm gonna go in here and talk to these people about it. Um, I had to use my Google Translate to explain to them that I do a podcast about cars. And that's why I wanted to look at them. Um, but anyway, so I climbed all inside of it and checked out the storage area in the back and asked them about range and horsepower ratings. And, you know, they, there was a lot of communication issues. Um, but basically, the takeaway was Chinese car company, been in business since 2017, um, currently selling cars in most of Europe and Israel. I think there was maybe another country in there, and obviously China. So, oh. airways. Um, kind of off the subject of what we're talking about right now. Another new thing that we've never seen before from a brand new, well, not a brand new, brand new comp- company to the United States, the, the car company version, uh, car company division to the United States, that I just learned that are going to be building cars in your neck of the woods, VinFast. Did you know that they're, yeah. they're, they're building a plant in North Carolina? What is VinFast? VinFast is a uh, oh, Vietnamese auto uh, automaker. They uh, started, they cut their, their, their route. Uh, they started off building scooters and things like that. They, um, and they right uh, a bad looking SUV. They've been building cars for some time in, uh, in Vietnam and they, uh, they they made their American debut this year at the uh, New York and Los Angeles New York Auto Show. What was the one that just happened? New York, right? Yeah. Sure. Um, and they're gonna be. They have. They bought a factory in Michigan, but they're building a factory in North Carolina. They build ice. They yeah. they build ICE cars in, in their native market, but they have a. Uh, they're going to stop building. Uh, ICE cars and to solely focus on EVs and building and entering the American market. So they have a VF8 and a VF9. Yep. Interesting. Yep. Considering uh, I sell machines called a VF8 and a VF9, this is interesting to me. <laughs> I- Go, go tell the go to go tell the big people. Uh, you, 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 it may be some an opportunity there. <laughs> there you go. Huh? So they are going to build cars in North Carolina, you say? Yeah. Yep. They're going to build EVs in North Carolina, just like Toyotas are going to be build EVs in North Carolina. What is going on in uh, North Carolina? Correction. Toyota is not building EV vehicles in North Carolina. My bad. They're building batteries. Panasonic battery packs in North Carolina. I apologize, sir. Um, but I think, man, the Carolinas is starting to become an automotive hub for manufacturing, man. We got Adam, that's, that's my error. Yeah. Oh, when is it, this? Production expected to start in 2024. Yeah. Well, dang, son, I'm gonna have to get me a VinFast. I, I, one of, I have cars on the list. I have two cars on my list of things that I can buy, strictly because they're built in in um in South Carolina. <laughs> All right, what are they? Uh, the SC60, uh, uh, the XC60, uh, not the XC60. Oh my God, the 40s too big too, not in. Oh, with the with the uh with the with the what was it uh the CX thirty would that be uh, the C thirty would that be a a, a a nugget? The C thirty would be a nugget. Ha ha. See, I knew I was going to find the a nugget. C thirty, yes, nugget. Yeah, I saw one of those on the road the uh, the other day, um, but yeah. Chatham. Wait a minute. Wasn't 
we're gonna have to talk about that offline. But anyway, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. But that, those were my nuggets that kind of stood out to me, man. That I, 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 things that I thought were nuggets. Evidently, you know, I got vetoed on some of them. Um, well, uh, I mean, listen, I'm just gonna say some of them are borderline too big. I'm not saying they are unacceptable, but they're just pushing it. Let's right. let's talk about let's talk about this, right? You knew I was gonna say smart car. Yes, I knew you were going to. That's why I didn't even bring it up. But, but you know what my favorite smart smart car is, right? What's your favorite smart car? The smart roadster. What is that? That's the one I've had. <laughs> I mean, if we're going to talk nuggets and we're going to talk smart cars, can't uh-huh. leave out the smart roadster. I mean, the smart uh-huh. for two is cool because that's all we got in the U.S., but the smart roadster really is where it's at. I'm looking for this roadster thing. Where is that? Oh. Oh, I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now you do. Oh, I remember that. It's, it was uh, weird then, and it's weird now. <laughs> uh-huh. Let's just let's remind the people that it was a rear mid-engine rear-wheel drive with scissor-style doors. Yep. I'm looking at a, a coupe right now. It's basically a Lamborghini. Time out. Time out. You, you, you went too far. You went too far. It was a it was a, a subcompact Lamborghini, let's be honest. Yeah, you, you went too far right there, sir. Too 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 far. Did you know there's a new smart car that's coming? Yeah. Did I did I go too far? Because I just want you to know Barabbas. Oh, I was gonna bring that up because that's 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 my favorite smart car. It's the one that they built. Yeah, Barabbas made a special edition of the the smart roadster. Oh, I did not know with a hundred horsepower. All the horsepower in one thing. I I see what you did there. I am looking. Uh, my favorite smart car, if I had to have a favorite smart car, is the Brabus Smart Four Two. Because it was Brabus made it fast, I think. And they put some expensive wheels on it. But anyway, I think that's Nuggets. I think we there. Oh, ooh, 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 that's all for the Nuggets. But uh, we need to talk about France a little bit and a little bit of news. Which one you want to do first? I guess we can talk about France. What do you What do you want to know? Um, how was it? Did they try to keep you? No, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. I, you know, I mostly got around um, by scooter or bicycle. And that's my Ooh. primary means of transportation was either electric scooter or bicycle. Um, yeah. So that being said, like, I think we need more of that kind of transportation options in America. Um, but also everybody has cool little compact hatchbacks and we need more of those in the U.S. Um, but I went to Lyon, France. It's the food capital of France, the third largest city in France. Um, it is a location where two rivers come together in France, and um, pretty cool, pretty cool old city. Um, besides the things that you uh, spoke about already, do you see anything that uh, of note? Uh, no, I think that was pretty much it. Like, I mean, like I said, everybody has cool hatchbacks. Um, oh, I did see, I haven't looked it up yet. But I saw several Volkswagen Golfs, and the trim level was GTD. Hmm. Yeah, let me look that GT- up. GT diesel? That's the only thing I could think of was a, a VW Golf GTD. Huh. I'm gonna I'm gonna share my screen with for something because I want you to see this real quick. Yeah, go uh, for it. Yes. And I'm GT uh, is the diesel GT. 
So they make it in a GTD and a GTE, and they're the GCIs that you probably don't want and can't have, according to some people on the internet. But let me tell you, the GTD, good-looking golf. Hmm. Can you see that? Uh, I can. That's a twenty three. That's a twenty twenty three Brabus crawler. They're not gonna make that. According to them, they are. It looks like it's all carbon fiber. But anyway, um, so that's all you want to tell us about France? Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, I mean, like I said, saw plenty of cool cars. I didn't get to drive. Um, everybody's cars has a manual transmission. Like, just every time I was on a sidewalk, walking slow enough to look in people's cars, um, everybody has manual transmissions. Oh, I saw a 911 GT3 Touring parked on the street. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely took a picture of that. And I also saw two, not one, but two. One black, one blue, Alpine or Alpine one ten, the new ones. Hmm. Alpina, uh, whatever Alpina. you want to call. It. I think it's Alpina, but you know we say we 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 say everything wrong anyway. So, all right. Yeah, that's right. So let's let's do. A, I got a couple of questions to ask you about some news some news stories, and then uh, I guess we can get out here for the for the night. Let the people get some rest. 911 classic, uh, classic club coupe thoughts. 911 classic club coupe. Oh, you didn't, you didn't know? Didn't know what? Uh, is it a new that, vehicle? Yes, it is absolutely a new vehicle. Oh, yeah, you need to Google that. So this was uh this was debuted while you were you know on your walkabout in France, just giving you time to Google it. It is the most powerful, if I understand, the it most powerful. Yeah, the most powerful 911 that you can get with a manual. Wait, are they making it again, or are you just read an article from years ago? Says, nope, I'm on the Porsche website. Well, what now? Yeah. 911 Classic Club Coupe. So they're going to build it again, is what you're telling me? Yeah. Yes, they are. They took the GT3, detuned the motor, changed the fenders and things, and uh, put the, uh, put a, a, no, a turbo, my bad, uh, and put a manual in it. Because the GT3 has a uh, manual, right? Yeah. But so this has the turbo motor with a manual, a detuned turbo motor with a manual. This is not. This is a one-off build. They're building it. They they debuted it. They ain't gonna build but like fifteen hundred of them probably. I'm so confused. You know they were building the version of this car when I went in 2010. Yep. They had the Sport Classic was the yep. the yep. model in 2010 as a 2011. Yep. yep. They uh, I I I was made aware of this vehicle last week when I was cutting the grass while listening to podcasts. All right, I'm going to the Porsche site. I need to see this thing. I told I just told you I was on the Porsche site. I didn't believe you. Well, see, Bill, what I lie to you. I just I um I need to see it for myself. It looks like it's a one-off build. They're gonna build a limited number of them because you know that's what they do. Um, while you're doing that, um, thoughts on the Cadillac uh, Escalade V? A Cadillac Escalade that can do zero to sixty in four point four seconds with a six hundred plus horsepower supercharged V8. Did you find it on the Porsche website? I'm sending you a link right now. It better be on the Porsche website. I don't see it on the Porsche website. 
No, I I haven't seen the the Escalade V, but just sounds big. And on an episode where all we're talking about is small stuff, it sounds big. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do you th- what did you think about the uh, the 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 super fast Cadillac CTSV? Oh, is there a new one or something? Oh, my bad. Uh, Cadillac um, uh, Escalade V. No, it's too big. Escalade V is too big. Uh, I'll talk about the the fact that it exists. How how do we feel about that? Okay, I don't don't don't. My bad. Like I said I I called it the wrong name. It's a, it, it's the sport classic. My bad. Sharing my screen with you. Website. I'm sharing my screen with you again. This is a whole lot of screen sharing we're doing this this week. No right. It's almost like we should do this on YouTube or something like that. Like you said, we should. Can you see it? Yeah, I'm looking at it. May 7th. Okay, so this is the new version. Yeah. Yeah, so this is just the new version of that 2011 model. Yep. Okay. I'm not mad you at known about it. I figured you would have known about that. It happened when I was gone. Um, also, I have a, uh, so this is going to be my last thing for tonight, and then I guess you can close it out. Um, so uh, upon, upon all the recent videos of the F-150 Lightning, um, we yes. have talked about, all we have talked videos. about the, we have talked about the comparison between the uh, Silverado EV and F-150 Lightning. And I, uh, if you remember correctly, I said, I thought uh, right now when those two vehicles, first, when they are, are actually on the market, I would give the edge to the, to, the, uh, to, the, to the GM because it's going to be on an all new chassis specifically designed to be an EV. And it was going to get better range and all these other things, which I still believe it is. And I discounted the fact that, you know, Ford used the body on frame from the F-150 to kind of de- modify to develop the, this, this, this lightning. I yeah. thought of, I was thinking, and I still believe that Silverado is probably going to be the better of the two. The Ford is going to be the more popular. But and Ford would That's be the better, yeah. And the Ford would be the best one in its second generation. But I think, after talking to a couple of people about trucks this week, not that truck. There is a there is an advantage in some situations that having a body on frame chassis with the batteries in the middle that Ford is doing in a work environment that uh, the unibody. That the unibody, uh, that the other one is gonna, uh, that the uh, Silverado is gonna lack. I still don't think either one of these vehicles, uh, a lot of these vehicles are gonna be on ranches and stuff, but I think there is. Uh, 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 I think there'll be more of them on ranches than you think. Actually, I, I came up with a use case of the absolutely perfect scenario for why you should, if you own a ranch um, or something, you should look at F 150 Lightning. And we have a guy that works with us. He's from Montana. He, his granddad lives and works on the ranch on his piece of land, and he hardly ever goes in town. He got power out there. I was like, oh, that would be the ideal vehicle for you because he doesn't like to go in town anyway. You wouldn't even have to go in town to get gas. I mean, just <laughs> if you're going to spend all your time out there, just have that out there. It can do everything you want it to do. <laughs> And you never had to go in town to get gas. Just plug it in at night, every fifth night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but, uh, yes. I think but, I think there's a, a good use case for it on a ranch or a work environment. I think trucks are a good platform for EVs. Um, I think they're a better use case than an SUV. Um, that's just my opinion. Of course. 
Um, but with that said, you want to close this out? Give us, a, give us, a, give us a bill fact. I don't know if I have a bill fact. Um, well, you don't even have a dad joke. I don't even have a dad joke for tonight uh, that I can think of right off the top of my head. Um, you know, I, I guess. No, that would be very good. Like, I was going to say I could do some sort of like a toilet joke, dad joke or a poop joke. But I don't know. They're not my favorite. They're solid number two, but they're not my favorite. Did I die? There you go. And there it is. Uh, Bill, back from um, France. We got together. We're having to talk about this. There is a special episode that's coming on Monday. Uh, if you made it this far, uh, I'll do some kind of thing to tell people in the beginning. Um, but hey, we go, we're, we're going to try to do this thing again pretty soon, not with a big gap like we've been doing, and uh, have an actual topic. <laughs> That uh, we can stick to. We're going to get into the pros and cons of electric vehicles in natural disaster situations. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that is that is on the agenda. Um, Bill, as always, brother, I love you. I appreciate you. I love you, man. Uh, um, I'm glad to see you made it back to the states in one piece. See a new, see a new beard. New beard, new haircut, fresh man, new man. Yeah. Want to do this again, again uh, next time, man? Let's Come do it again. Yes, right. Love you, bro. Love you, too. Later.